This is Pod's Burgers, a podcast chronicling a Bob's Burgers obsession. I really wish I hadn't eaten a pound of clam chowder and I'm, several dinner rolls before we... I'd be surprised <laughs> if it were an actual pound of clam chowder. That's interesting that you had chowder tonight because that was one of the things I made too. Oh. It wasn't clam chowder. What kind of chowder did you have? <laughs> I made a potato and corn chowder. Oh, I um, love that. Then I also made um, some turkey meatloaf mm-hmm. and some mashed potatoes. I think that you're talking too quietly. And some glazed carrots. <laughs> How's this? I just don't want to yell my menu at you. Yeah. So. Just had kind of a, a light menu as far as taking stuff to work last week, and I didn't want to live on granola bars and bananas anymore, so hmm? I didn't have anything in the fridge to take to work for lunch. Oh, so at work they yes. have granola bars. and Yes, and that doesn't do so good for my blood sugar, so that's my exciting life. Hi, well, guys. Here I am. It's It's been a minute. Yeah, I know. It's, it's been my, two weeks, yeah? As I said on social meds, social meds, um, it's 89.3% my fault. And a little bit my fault. Yeah, sure. Whatever's left over. Yeah. It's <laughs> my fault. Yeah, it's that. I canceled once. Yeah, I know. And I, I rescheduled like 46 times because I, I, I mean... I'm I'm in the process of purchasing a house, and it's the first time I've ever done this, you guys. So, um, so yeah, basically, it's me stressing out, and then me having psychosomatic responses to stress. Yep. And then, and then I had a really bad headache once, and then that was it. And now here we are. To be fair, I was still going to record the day that I had a really bad headache, but I sat down to write my notes for the for the episode and they were so awful and so boring and I knew that it was just not going to go well. You know, sometimes you just got to write down stuff. We talked about this, just write it down and then, and then just go. I know, but I just knew. So you knew I had a really, really bad headache. So we just had anyway, and then I had to travel for work because as I've said, Wait, are we going to cheers? Oh, no. I was oh. just waiting for a moment to take a drink because <laughs> this is up in my face the whole time, so I can't really take a drink. Well, I mean, we can cheers. You're basically behind me now well, okay. where you used to be right next to me. <laughs> you are the one who moved forward. <laughs> Thank you. You were behind me before that, though. I don't, I don't know what's happening anymore. It's fine. Jen, Jen, Jen moved things without realizing it was going to cause apparently a rift in... Havoc. ...reality... So I just wanted our to soundboard have... was moved and, and that made, I don't know, entropy. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a little bit of a, of a gathering in the room where we record because it's also the room where I host parties and I didn't want, I think it was on New Year's Eve that I took it down. Oh, really? Has it been that long since we've recorded? I think it, I think it has. Um, yep. yep. And, uh. I, ju- I just wanted to have the table, and apparently I'm not allowed to do that. Well, you left the microphones up. I did. So you just needed that section of the table. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's I fine. don't know. You know what? It, it's real life. That's what happened. So Yeah. Well, we're sorry that it took us so long. We really are. 
Um, this is this is a turning point for our podcast because it's the first time that one of our listener friends actually was like, um, where's the episode? <laughs> the fuck you guys. <laughs> Which simultaneously caused me to have a panic attack. Oh God, she texted me. Can, can attest because like, I can't stand disappointing people. I cannot stand it. She was freaking out and I'm like, you know what? I feel like she just wants to listen. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> This is nothing against the listener friend who asked about it. No, I don't think they did anything wrong. But it 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 made me have a panic attack, and it also delighted me because people actually care. Yeah, whether this is there or not. I mean, and and I thought we agreed not to call them listeners. We called them um, listener friends. Oh, I didn't. I didn't catch the friends. Yeah, listener friends. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was very nice. Um, And yeah, you know what, you guys, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. If you're like. Bitches, get your shit together. It's cool if you say that on social meds. I can't stop saying that. <laughs> it's cool with Brittany, I guess. <laughs> but you just know that Jen is hyperventilating every time that happens. I mean, it's fine to ask about it. I mean, it's it's fine to do whatever. You're adults. You can make your own choices. But uh, I won't I, I won't react negatively necessarily. I'll just have a panic attack. It's and I'm fine. not I'm not saying that I don't care. I'm just saying that. Sometimes things happen. And had I taken to heart as much as Jen did that and and felt a failure, I probably would have had a stroke. That's how stressed out I've mm-hmm. been. Mm-hmm. So I just had to prioritize. And I prioritized you slightly less than making sure that my new house isn't full of radon. How's that going, by the way? Um, they're going to install a mitigation system and it will be in place on February 1st. Nice. Yes. So, yeah, that's my life. And um, I, I really appreciate you guys. Um, I, and even the one who asked, hey, where's the episode? Dear, delightful, paying attention listener friend. Mm-hmm. Um, I apologize and thank you for saying something. I, I think that's wonderful. Yeah. Um, it's been so long. We, you know, probably have a few things to go over, but one commitment that I make is, um, that we won't take nearly 45 minutes to start talking about the episode this time. Guys, (laughs) you guys are so, so tolerant. They are. Um, there's something that happened this, this two things that happened this week that I'm not sure that Brittany knows about. Oh dear. And, uh, one is that, okay, so you're making me break out in a cold sweat right now. Human deal. I am in the Bob's Burgers, uh, fan group on Facebook Mm -hmm. and our dear, dear listener friend, Emily. Oh, you mean the Pods Burgers fan group? Nope. Oh, Bob's Burgers Burgers fan (gasps) group. Oh my God. Did she do something? And our dear, dear, sweet Emily, who actually started the Pods Burgers fan group, which is up to 18 members now. Oh my God. Um, posted about Pods Burgers in the Bob's Burgers fan group, which is enormous. Oh, that's wonderful. And did uh, it, did it make you sweat? It did. Okay. It made me sweat quite a bit. Good. Um, but I mean, that's just, that's just so Emily. Yeah, it is. Listener yeah. friend, Emily. Listener friend, Emily is delightful. And, uh, the, I, I can't, I can't bring myself to go back and look again, <laughs> but the one time I looked, there was one comment from an individual that said, thanks for the recommendation. I wonder if the hosts are in this group 
And listener friend Emily responded and said, I think they are smiley face. But I was like, I have to, I have to run away from this now. <laughs> I so I did. Fucking deal. The other thing that happened was I'm also in a Facebook group of people who are fans of Bob's Burgers and my favorite murder. Mm-hmm. Yes. And somebody said, I wonder if there are any podcasts about Bob's Burgers. Does anybody know? What? <laughs> And I'm sweating. I'm like my heart is pounding. I'm sweating. Oh my God. Um, What? Why would you not tell me this? I just, I was just scrolling through my feed and just happened to see this. Oh God. I, I just happened to see it. And they were talking about, (laughs) they were talking about a couple of the other podcasts, uh, Bob's Burgers podcasts, uh, lettuce, ketchup and, uh, burgers and fries. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I, I particularly enjoy burgers and fries, just so you guys know. So you should go check it out. But um, Oh, good. Because I, I checked out lettuce ketchup and it was, it was good, mm-hmm. but I just didn't keep up with them. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, apparently I, I can't even keep up with our own goddamn... Yeah. yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Um, but then I can't remember. I'm sorry, because I can't go back and look at the post. <laughs> oh, my Somebody God. Somebody... I'll do it. ...said, I recommend Pod's Burgers. <gasps> And then a few, in fact, several other people came in and said, yeah, I'm also part for Pod's Burgers. And, you know, there were several of our listener friends, uh-huh. Kara right. and Alicia. And I can't remember if Emily was in that string. Right. Um, and there were a couple of people who were like, yeah, I didn't really like it. But they were like so nice, chill about it. Yeah. And their feedback was valid. They said that um, they liked... Everybody said they liked us, which was nice. Sure. Um, they don't love that we go off topic. <laughs> totally fair. Which, oh yeah. No, it's legit that I, I and you know, I, I think the thing, I would rein that in more. Let's, let's just say it this way. It, it doesn't make it any less valid what they're saying. Because if you're looking for a very specific type of podcast, mm-hmm. that's fine. But... The only reason I don't rein it in is because there is so much that's relatable about Bob's Burgers to right. my life that I find it easy to tangent. Um, I actually think that that's part of the appeal of Bob's Burgers in general, is that people see themselves and their lives in this in this show. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the reason why we tangent like we do. I Because to me, that's part of the, the whole, the DNA of what we're trying to do here. Right. So I, I definitely think it can be reined in more. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Like taking almost 45 minutes to start no. talking about the episode last, it, it, that was, that was not town. okay, but it was what I had to work with. Yeah. So no, I had no, no. to leave stuff I, in. I dig it. Um, but, but that's what I'm saying is, you know, it, this is, we are a specific type of podcast about Bob's Burgers and we yeah. take a particular angle and that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with anybody who's like, you know what, I, I would rather just talk about episodes. Right. And the thing about it is I can't stress this enough. Even the people who were like, it's not my thing. were so cool about it. Kind about it. Oh God. I have to go back and look at this now. This makes um, me very happy. Well, I I can't promise that everybody else was kind because I have not returned to look at that. (laughs) You know what? It's okay. Stresses me out. Never look at the comments. Um, (laughs) but Uh, I will go check. I also found it interesting that those comments came from people who listened to my favorite murder because talk about a tangent. 
Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. But but I know we are not Karen and Georgia. Well, and that's a different thing too. That is a different type. They are talking about a, a much um, broader topic, right? Um, ours is very specific. It it's is true. about a a show, and it is about certain episodes. It's not. I'm going to find some things and yeah. you know talk about the the this particular murder or whatever. So it is. It's. I don't know. I can't. There's no reason to try and put a label on why somebody would want or not want to listen to this. And I think that's cool. You know, well, it's fine. I mean, this should surprise you not at all because you know me very well. I spent some time going, okay, we need to rethink and we need to, you know, change. But a couple of things about that. The first thing is we're not ever going to be everybody's cup of tea. No. Ever. No. If we change and stop doing tangents, then the people who like the tangents will be upset. So it's kind of like you, yeah. you, you just have to kind of do what you do. Well, the other thing about it is that um, as happens in life, I want to say there were maybe, I think there were two people who made those comments mm-hmm. and all the rest of them were positive. I like Pod, Pod's Burgers comments. Sure, sure. But those two. Of course. Yeah. It's like if you got have, me thinking, right? Well, and here's the thing, though, Jen, and I'm not saying that we can't think about it or or make adjustments because we love this. I guess you can call it a craft, and we love our listener friends. And I will do what is necessary to continue to amuse them. That's just R- right. Make and them think. We but, can make small adjustments, right? But but here's my warning to you. I enjoy this so much, and the more you overprocess it, the more I'm going to seize up. I'm like chocolate. <laughs> don't make me seize up. So. But overprocessing is what I do. I I know, but you have to let me. You have to let me flow, Jen. All right. I just say the fuck word and mm-hmm. just flow. Um, I'm just sitting here with my massive entitled food baby, wanting to die. <laughs> Why is it entitled? Because it, it it's it's telling me that it's it's here. And it's not going anywhere, and yeah. it, and it's 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 making my stomach distended and hard. Oh God! Um, I haven't. I didn't eat today, and then I ate oh, way too much. It's Jen, fine. Anyway, I wouldn't do that. Remember that horrible food baby you got at Disneyland that one time? Yeah, I think this is pretty close. But oh. I'm wearing my yoga jumpsuit. Yep, and that's, so you can't see it. Well, and it probably makes it a little bit more comfortable does, to deal it with. Really does. It's interesting that you're saying that you have a really full stomach because I'm looking down at the mug that I gave you for Christmas. Yep. All hail, little king trash mouth. It's excellent. I'm full of class tonight because I'm drinking wine out of a mug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I am because I wanted to use the Christmas mug. It's got a picture of little king trash mouth on it. It's adorable. There I'll was post a, a picture of it. There it's was a so bit of cute. A, yeah. And Brittany is um, sipping whiskey out of my uh, kawaii. Yep. Kawaii. Yep. Kawaii. Kawaii. Yeah. This is Bob's one of my Burgers mug. This is my one of my favorite mugs of yours because the characters are so cute. Mm-hmm. I, I mentioned before I particularly love um, Linda. Mm-hmm. And it's huge. Mm-hmm. And so much coffee can fit in this. But and I'm drinking whiskey. So much so whiskey can fit in it. No, we're not going to. Um, should we start? Let's do it. Because it's been almost 20 minutes. <laughs> well, I know, but we've, we've been talking mostly about Bob's Burgers. To be good fair. Good job, us. To be fair. <laughs> good for us. Okay. I'd high five if either of us high fived. Yeah. Well, hi. 
Hello, friends. It's, We're here. It's Pots Burgers. Here we are. We're back. So exciting. Two weeks later. I'm so sorry, you guys. Really. I'm Jen. I'm Brittany. And tonight, we are going to be talking about Lorenzo's Oil. No, Linda's. Linda's. Um, we have Linda and Gail has collapsed, but we have Linda and Gail well, that's here. that's pretty typical of Gail. With us. I mean, especially in this episode. Yeah. Somebody gave her peppermint oil. Yeah. Um, and do you have any housekeeping? Uh, no. I, I I think we did a lot of that housekeeping just then. You you yeah. told me things that made you sweat and they made that's me sweat. True. And I should have kept that other sh- stuff for housekeeping. You got to just flow. I know. We're flowing. Um, I only have one <laughs> <Gross>. thing. Gross. <laughs> Uh, for housekeeping this time. do it. And that is, um, y'all might have seen in the news, I think it was last week, but who Mm -hmm. knows, because it's Mm -hmm. been so long since we've done this, um, that there has this, there's this story that has kind of been making the rounds on various news outlets. Um, The New York Post, um, CNBC, several uh, news outlets have covered it about these uh, cats that have their own apartment. What? No. What? In Silicon I have Valley. not seen this. Yeah. Um, apparently, this uh, woman had two cats and went off to uh, college. And for some reason, they couldn't live in the house with her father. I can't remember the reason, an allergy or something. I was going to say probably allergies. And she couldn't take them with her because she's living in the dorms. So the father had a friend who had a little studio uh, apartment thing in the, in his backyard that he was going to rent out. Oh, my God. This and is... he said, can I just rent it for my daughter's cats? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, this is just exactly my fantasy when I was a kid and I would have all those cat fancy magazines. Yep. Um, I mean, it's problematic in a lot of ways. It's, it's, it stinks of privilege to high heaven that he's renting a, I mean, literally the cats live there alone, but I don't know, but at least, at least he's caring for the animals. They're not giving them away or, you know, well, giving them away would be, um, more acceptable than taking them to the, to the pound or something. But anyway, the reason why I bring it up here is that buried deep in the story? Oh my God! You discover that the cats' names <gasps> are Tina and Louise. Oh, and they are named after the Bob's. Burgers I was going to say because there is an actress named Tina I know, Louise, but the daughter has confirmed oh, that's they're named after Bob's. Burgers. Okay, you know. Two things. I, I realize the whole reeks of privilege thing. I think you and I are a little bit, um, we're like overly introspective when it comes to things we do and do not deserve necessarily. I know. And you know what? I should just enjoy the story, but I can't help it. No, I, I think that's, I, I, it's very, it's very aware of you to understand that there are people who could probably use that apartment. Mm-hmm. I, I, I dig it. But I, I have seen so many news stories recently and particularly the situation going on with the fires and all of the displaced animals Yes, and you know, people who neglect their animals and it's just, sometimes I'll look at my dog and think, 
Well, Sorry. <laughs> first of all, she's like a dead rhino right now over here. But um, I'll just look at her and I'm like, if I've done nothing else in my Can life. You pause for a second? Yes. Will you let my dog in? <laughs> what the fuck is he doing out there? <laughs> He's not going to leave that door either. But how did he get out there? He went out through his dog door, but, but forgot that he could go back in through his dog door. Hi, bud. Sorry. That's a... <laughs> He's just standing plaintively I, in the doorway. You know what? In some ways, he's super smart, and in some ways, dimble. Should we talk about the episode? Wait, were were we done with the cats? Yes. Yeah. I thought you were the cats. I I love that. No, my my point of my tangent was I love the fact that he cared enough about his daughter and about the animals to take care of them in whatever way he could. I totally agree. Um, It's just... And who would abandon Tina and Louise? I would not. There is. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It's all falling apart, you guys. If there is a video of Tina and Louise hanging out in their apartment, if you want to go check it out. You know what would have made me even happier is if she had named one of her female cats Jean mm. or mm-hmm. Bob mm-hmm. or Teddy mm-hmm. or Mr. Fish. I actually don't know if these cats are females, to be honest. Oh, well, there you go. So that's good. All, all right. right. Uh, who's who's recapping this? You time? are. I am. Okay. So, um, I, you know, spoiler alert, guys, we live in a state that is very, very, um, full of essential oils. <laughs> it is. We have two, at least two major essential oils distributors that have their headquarters here in Utah. And so this one struck a bit of a nerve for me mm-hmm. and I, I need to be very clear. I don't have any issues with people who want to use essential oils and feel like it does things for them or it makes them relaxed or whatever. But when you start to foist it on others in that uh, multi-level marketing way, it, it causes me issue. So, Well, here's the thing about it, though, is for me, it's like that's somebody's job. Uh, and it... And if, okay, if the company is not taking advantage of people and the person selling it is not taking advantage of people, which is to say uh, uh, making it very difficult to earn money or telling them that it will um, cure diseases that it will not cure that are very harmful, like right. cancer. Yeah. If, it, if you want to sell somebody an oil and tell them that it's going to help their digestion, sure. I personally don't subscribe to that, but it's not for me to say. And for me, it's like, do what you do. And I'm jumping a bit ahead. You know, you still need to do the recap. I know. It was my fault. I got into it. It's okay. So. But one of the things that I loved about this episode, actually, mm-hmm. It, and I, and this is in my my notes, so I plan to talk about it anyway. Is the fact that they dealt with this in a way that didn't make fun of people right. who sell or use oils. Mm-hmm. It it kind of you know like tongue in cheek, like you know, kind of like lightly poked them, but it does that with any number of things. But they made it more about Linda's relationship with Angie and how she can be vulnerable to that kind of relationship. Right. And, and Gail being unable to manage her own life. Right. Then about, 
oh, people who like essential oils or people who are involved in that are idiots. And I really appreciated that. No, I, I think that's good, too. I, I, I loved the fact that they, um, they were trying to make sure that to emphasize responsibility when it comes to things like that. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the woman who says that she has to take a, a, a loan out to pay for her oils... Right. Made, made me so sad. But Angie was the other side of the coin. Whatever, you know, if, if the fact of the matter is that she's so attractive that people want to buy from her is the reason, whatever, the, the fact of the matter is she was successful at right. it. Right, and she wasn't being a dick about it. She mm-hmm. was just like, hey, you like this oil? And everybody was like, yeah. She wasn't manipulating. Right. So the recap is this. Um, so Linda has a new friend, Angie, who's young and attractive, and she has started um, selling essential oils to Linda for a variety of reasons. It relaxes her and, you know, all mom does is... <laughs> sleep and poop. Sleep and poop. That's all she does. Um, and uh, she goes to an essential oils party and Tina and Louise and Jean are left home alone. And Gail calls to <laughs> talk to Linda because she lost the lottery again. And finds out that Linda is at this essential oils party and Gail freaks out because Gail has tried the essential oils selling and it has basically put her in debt and she was never able to sell the stuff. So the kids and Gail end up going to the essential oils party to try and save Linda before she um, falls victim to the credit card swiper, those little squares that people put into their phones. It's just changed the world. It has. Um, and so that that's the A story is just the, the dynamic between Gail trying to um, convince Linda that she's getting into a bad situation and Gail really enjoying her relationship with Angie. Um, there's a couple of... There's the major B story, which is um, uh, the reason that Bob is not involved in that main story is that he and Teddy have promised Mr. Huggins that they will help him pick up a new, uh, what kind of bed is it? Uh, adjustable bed Mm -hmm. to take to his apartment and Mm -hmm. all of the things that they go through to get this new adjustable bed to Mr. Huggins apartment, which is, I mean, the, the, um, the physical comedy in that one is pretty great. Top notch. Yes. But then you also have this very touching, end of the story where Mr. Huggins reveals that he got the new bed because he's getting back into the dating scene after 20 years. Good job, Mr. Huggins. I know. Get it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, you know. So um, anyway, so this this devolves into, they finally get the bed in there and then Mr. Huggins is looking for sexy times advice from Teddy and Bob. And, it's, and grooming. It's pretty hilarious. Um, and then there's this... Uh, kind of a a smaller story that the kids deal with um, two kind of stories Tina when she's babysitting Jean and Louise wants them to start doing a jigsaw puzzle together and she she's just obsessed with this jigsaw puzzle I relate to that so much I know I actually I think jigsaw puzzles are the new thing well but for me it's not so much about the fact that it's a jigsaw puzzle as it is I'm always uh, one of the places I worked, my nickname was um, Activities Director Julie <sighs> from The Love Boat. 
because I'm always the one that's like, hey, do you want to play a game? Hey, let's do a blind taste test of popcorn. Hey, guys. And I get really excited about these things. Because they're fun. Well, rarely do I have a group of people who are all bought in on what I'm trying to have. Yeah, well, once they experience it, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. So... Yeah, so Tina is trying to get them engaged in this and they're just not having it. So she's basically doing this jigsaw puzzle by herself. And then when they end up at Angie's house, she sends them to this room where uh, one of the party attendees, Reggie, Reggie, right? Is it Reggie? Uh, Gary. Reggie is the... Deli oh, guy. so it's Gary's son. Sorry. Yep. Gary's son is back there and they walk in the room and Gary's son. Uh, what is his son's name? I don't remember. Fuck. We're just off our game right now. No, it's fine. We'll, we'll be back. Guys. Anyway, Gary's <laughs> Gary's son. You it? Archivist. Oh, I think his phone is dead. All right. Anyway, it's fine. Gary's son. And he's in there and he's doing a, a jigsaw puzzle. And Gene and Louise scream, no. And Tina's like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, there's that. That's distracting Tina from being able to help Gail get Linda out. And the thing that's distracting mainly Louise, but also Gene, is um, Angie's puppy, Ringo. So named because he had ringworm. Yes. And also because he plays the dwums. <laughs> Um, she puts Ringo in the room and Louise in true Louise fashion. And I, I relate to this so hard. You cannot put a dog in front of me and expect me to function like a normal adult human being. I mean, not at all. Why would you? And she just loses it over Ringo. And I want the kids to have a dog. I do so much. I do too. It's now come up twice. I think that it's criminal that they are not allowed to have one. Well, they're expensive. And also they live in an apartment. I get it, but... Now you're a smooch face. Now you're a smooch face. Now you're a smooch and face. And Gene makes a purse, purse out of his back skin. <laughs> so good. Yeah, it really is. So that's uh, that's the gist of it and, and how um, Linda finally comes around to the fact that, you know what, Angie really is... They keep comparing Angie to a friend of... A quote-unquote friend of Linda's from... High school, uh, Monica, the cheerleader, who would make her hold the, what, Ronnie? Mm-hmm. Ronnie. Ronnie was Gary's son's name. Did you just walk in the other room? Did, what, how did you? Okay. Just keep going. All right. <laughs> that was weird. Um, Christy Archivist, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> he just went and had a psychic moment in the other room. Apparently the snack told him. Yeah. Um, so what was I saying? Um, oh, that uh, Monica, who would right. made who made Linda hold her cigarette whenever a teacher walked by in high school, and Linda's a Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. I I know how to say Achilles, by the way. No, that's it. yeah. I, I mean, know. if you've seen the episode, you know that Gail yes. says it that way. Is is pretty people? Mm-hmm. You know, she. My Achilles heel is funny people. Yeah, yeah. If somebody is funny. I will pretty much let them get away with whatever. It's terrible. Yeah. I don't... uh, Do I have an Achilles heel? I don't know. You'd have to think about that. I will. I'll ponder that. But I I mean, they can be otherwise completely terrible. But if you make me laugh, it's like... you. you, I I don't even notice the terrible. Guys, you can take Jen down. It's true. Um... But you got to be really funny. I mean, yeah. I, I think I am... It's a skill. 
I am, it is a skill. It absolutely is. And, and by and large, I feel like I'm, I'm not a negative person. I'm not a, um, uh, a pessimist per se, Mm -hmm. but it is pretty difficult to make me laugh. Mm -hmm. So if somebody does, I find it charming. Yeah. Especially the gut laugh, you know, like one of those unexpected ones. But I think I'm just suspicious. I'm a naturally suspicious person. So when somebody... And I am gullible as hell. (laughs) So weird. But they like people will will come up and they'll be funny or like nice. And I'm like, the fuck do you want from me? Well, here's the thing. This is actually actually a good segue because this is one of my notes. When they're talking at the beginning about how Angie and Linda meet, they meet in the toilet paper aisle Mm -hmm. at the grocery store. And uh, they bond because they're buying the same kind of toilet paper. Um, I totally collect people in exactly the same way. If somebody starts talking to me about, look at this toilet paper, and they don't seem like, you know, a creep. Yeah. Then then we're going to be friends. I don't know. I feel like it's the same way that I say there are some people who can... Okay, this is a really weird specific example. I can't wait. (laughs) There are some people who can get away with sneaking a flask into a movie theater. Okay. And there are others who will always get caught. What does that have to do with making friends? I always feel like... Somebody's watching you? Yes. No, I feel like when I... I almost don't trust my own instincts because I am... Because I'm so... We've talked about this before. I'm so straightforward, kind of like Tina, how she'll just say whatever. Yeah. And um, what what you hear from me, it has no guile. There is no ulterior motive. I'm just telling you shit because it's a fact. And I expect everybody else to be that way, and they're not. Yeah. So when I am but interacting that's, with that's people... That's why I'm gullible. Because of me? No, well... <laughs> I mean, you and me, because we're the same way. It's like, if I say something, then right. then it, it's the way that it is. So if yeah. somebody says something to me, I just believe them. I know. but that's, So I go the opposite direction. But that's the thing is like, I think that I have been banned so many times because I think, oh, this person's really cool. And it's not like they like do something horrible to me, but I, I've just, I've had some bad experiences. And so I just get naturally suspicious about people who are, that's really so you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be Angie's friend in the no. toilet paper aisle? Nope. Hmm, that's too bad. Yeah, I know. I miss out on a lot of fun stuff that way. But then I also miss out on a lot of shit too. Yeah, that's the flip of the corn. Yeah, corn. Um, so let's let's talk for a minute about Gail. Okay. Um, sorry, she says something in this episode that's so mom. I mean, more I mean, than. <laughs> yes, but I mean, like in her normal ways, yes. she's she's just naturally like, like mom. But they haven't actually brought this one up before. When she calls and has to know exactly yes. what Linda and Bob are oh, doing. Yes. yes, very much <laughs> so, so. Are they going to the movies or drinking a soda with <laughs> one soda with two straws? Or I don't know what people do. That's mom. That is. Um I do love that they flipped the dynamic in this episode where for once Gail is going to save Linda. Yes. That is so different. I think your your dog has to potty. Um, will you let the dog out? She's over here going. Uh, uh, uh. 
Okay, sweet girl. That's it. She's going. Okay. Um, I just, you, you don't see that. You don't get to see that. It's always Linda coming to Gail's rescue, whether Gail realizes Linda's doing it or not. It's always that way. I think that's the thing that I find. Um, it's another one of those subtle ways of writing things that, that, that the writers of pop, 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 that the writers of Bob's Burgers do. Do does. Do. Do. There's more than one writer. <sighs> anyway, um, <laughs> uh, the should, fact... Should we start over? <laughs> okay. Here, let me try this again. No, I mean like the beginning of the episode. Nope. Just start over. No, we're in too deep now, Kay. Jen. Okay. I'll cut you if you try to start over. Um, but they specifically chose a relationship that is a um, mother hen taking care of a, a little baby kind of a relationship and flipped it such that it was easy for Linda to not believe Gail that there was something wrong with the essential right. oils. So it, right. it compounded the situation where Linda is a Chili's heel is pretty people. But then you throw Gail into the mix who is a complete mess. Of course, she's not going to believe her. Well, and Linda had a really good point um, when they were, you know, trying to, convince her and and Gail told the story of what had happened to her and the money that she had lost and Linda basically said well none of that surprises me I mean that's a really good point it's like yeah. of course Gail lost all the money if if it were the most solid can't lose sales opportunity of a lifetime Gail would find a way to screw it up right no and I think that's the thing is they could have chosen any other character, just Bob trying to save Linda. Yeah. And it would not have had that same kind of right. natural impact as using Gail. And also, then you got to see Gail in pure Gail form. The Gail with the vials up her nose is... Amazing. <laughs> comedy for our time. <laughs> and the fact that, that Gail arrives relatively normal for Gail... And by the end has vials stuck up her nose and the progression that happens and the reveal that you see when, you know, everything's pretty normal. And then all of a sudden Gail has vials up her nose. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't see her put the vials in her nose. No. She just has them there. Yeah. It's so good. And and the fact that, you know, well, and there is a kind of a subtle progression because first she passes out on the couch when they mention peppermint oils. And then you see her in a couple of um, different shots where she's got one of those those little papers that you use when you spray perfume, right? And and you want to smell what it's mm -hmm. like. And she's just just it's like she's going to eat it like a popsicle. Mm -hmm. She's just losing it mm -hmm. over this peppermint oil, which you know I get it. I love me some peppermint oil. I'm that way about cake. If somebody smeared some cake on a piece of paper, yeah, I guess. I mean, would you stick vials of cake up your nose? <laughs> Probably. Kay. I would just stick cake up my nose. Um, oh, I, wow. <laughs> I don't have a, an addictive personality. I just don't really, you know, there aren't things that I can't, you know, turn down except dessert. And I've told Mark that he has to stop bringing <laughs> sweets into the house or he has to bring something in like white chocolate that I'm not going to yeah. eat. Yeah. Does he like white chocolate? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Have him eat the shit out of that. Yeah. 
just just find the stuff that barf. I need. Because I have no control over it. Mm. Like, I just... I'm just going to go... I'm going to throw down whatever's well, I, here. I took care of those Madelines for you. <laughs> I don't know what that is. The, oh. The little cut yes, cakes. I, yes. You know, you left some and, like, yeah. they didn't survive the first night. Oh, okay. I, d- I didn't even notice they were Wrecked gone, so. those. <laughs> Murder. Um, so, yeah. Um... Let me see here. Most of my notes are about the B story. Yeah, I th- that's all I had about the... I mean, the A... I really loved this episode. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of good lines from the kids, as usual. My favorite being when... So when when Tina first mentions to Gail on the phone that she's... Linda's at an essential oils party. It's this montage of her screaming in various contexts where she's like driving over to the house, picking the kids up and she's screaming the whole time. And, um, Tina says to her aunt Gail, you're scaring me. And Louise goes, yeah, you know, I love being screamed at and thrown at a car as much as the next person, (laughs) (laughs) which I think is, you know, Louise fascinates me to no end. Yes. Um, one thing, actually, this was a note that I forgot to mention. Um, the cyclist, Right. That that, uh, Gail almost runs over is actually the same cyclist from Tina Witch who keep who almost runs over um, Tina and says uh, on your left, ma'am, or whatever. And Tina says, uh, sorry, and and I'm 13. Don't call me (laughs) ma'am. And then later in the episode, he almost runs over Bob and Mm -hmm. calls him (laughs) ma'am. Um, we don't get to hear the cyclist call anybody ma'am, but it's the same cyclist. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you could actually see him as they passed him. Yes. And the fact that Jean screams out hot dog stand. <laughs> Do you know that it took us forever to figure out what he was yelling? We, hot dog stand? Yeah. We listened to that probably six or seven times and finally turned on the subtitles. Really? Yeah. We could not huh. understand. Like right before we turned on the subtitles, I was like, it's some sort of stand. <laughs> he wants to stop at a stand. So, um, but yeah, the, the B story I think is, is really sort of charming in, in that same way. That's very inclusive that I love about Bob's burgers. Yeah. I, um, Mr. Huggins was in, I, I can never remember. It's a very long and complicated title about, um, an alley of ramps. <laughs> It's from last oh, right. season. Yes. Um, he's in that and he is the, uh, the gentleman who is up in his apartment talking to them in the alley and helping them, um, as they're battling the woman, um, in the truck, in the truck. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to Mark, I really hope that Mr. Huggins is a character. And I was so excited that he was back in this episode and I hope he continues because I feel the same, uh, amount of affection for him that I do for Teddy. He just, he just has that sad sack kind of, but you know, almost has, it also has this sophistication to him a little bit more together than Teddy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. But I, the fact that he feels, um, that he needs to get to know Bob and Teddy because he's asked them to do this um, favor for them. And one of my favorite lines from this episode is when he's like, okay, now I need to get to know you guys because I've asked you to carry this very heavy bed. Um, so they're struggling with the mattress, which anybody who's tried to move a mattress, and I have many times, 
a mattress pulled my pants off one time. He he starts to ask them questions like you would ask on a date or when you're getting to know somebody. He's like, what's your favorite childhood memory and your favorite movie? Um, flip that around. It was movie and childhood memory. And uh, Bob's like, can we maybe do this after we've finished moving the mattress? And Teddy being Teddy just goes with it. He's yeah. struggling with the mattress and he goes, mine's dark crystal. And when my dad high fived me, <laughs> <laughs> which is, I mean, just sweet and sad at the same time. Yeah. So there's this part, um, when they finally get the, the mattress to Mr. Huggins building and they're trying to get the mattress up the stairs and, uh, Bob is at the top, um, which is always the worst. Yeah. Because you're going backwards. And pulling up yeah. instead um, of pushing. And Teddy's at the bottom and he feels like Bob's not going fast enough. So he tells Bob that he's just going to go. He's just going to push. But Bob isn't ready. So Teddy ends up pushing Bob backwards and pinning him against the door between the door and the mattress. And I had PTSD. And the minute it happened, I thought, I somewhat witnessed that once before. <laughs> you did. You did, as a matter of fact. I was, I was helping Jen move, and I was in Bob's position. I was at the top of the stairs, and I was holding her mattress. The mattress's name was Limby. Limby the mattress. Jen names her beds and pillows and things. It's, you know, it's just... It's it's adorable. My current bed's name is Puffy Town. It, it the prior one was Puffy Cat. Correct. Yes. Um, and then there's the her one of her pillows names was Pillowy McPillow. Yeah, and the the bed frame that Limby lived on was yep. Sharky McFrame. Sharky McFrame was a fucking asshole. But terrible. I have scars from Sharky McFrame. We are talking about Limby right now. Sorry. And the person who was helping. Um, move the mattress. I don't know what he thought was going on at the top of the stairs, but I couldn't. He didn't care. <laughs> yeah, I know. He so um, so. I'm trying to pull Limby up, and Limby is just like grabbing onto banisters and ch- like everything. Limby was really old and very bendy, bendy, squishy, very awkward, it, very heavy. It was like trying to move. The blob, if like... If the blob were wearing a three-piece suit. Yes, that is exactly (laughs) it. So I'm at the top of the stairs, and this, we'll just call him the fucking asshole. He's down (laughs) at the bottom. And he, I don't, he thought, I don't, that I wasn't doing anything, that I just let go, or, but I'm up there struggling. And he just shoves the mattress as hard as he can. And much like what happened with Teddy and, and like exactly actually. Yeah. He was just like, we're going to go for it. And I (laughs) let out a wail and, uh, um, Limby collapsed on top of, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like, he was enveloping me. It was like the blob. Yeah. He fell on me and around me and over me. It kind of Limby bent. And so so your legs, because I, I witnessed this. Dude, it was just ridiculous. So your legs were under it, and then as, as Limby bent, 
then it came around and it got your face. Yep. But because it was bent, it was holding the bottom part of your body in yeah. place and shoving you at the same time. So Limby had pinned me to the floor and as fucking asshole is still pushing Limby from below, Limby is like carpet burning me across the thing and removing my pants stayed <laughs> and I moved forward. And so <laughs> Limby was a jerk. Pinned you down and pulled, pulled your my pants, pants off. off. I'm telling you, I, I just looked at that and I was like, that's, you know, at least his pants were on. It's true. Yeah. It's so true. But he um, got glued to a toilet. So I guess we're yeah. even. Um, Sorry about that tangent, <laughs> you guys, but it's very important to talk about. No, you know what? We're still doing tangents. Um, Good. So I adore the kind nature of Teddy and Bob yes. helping Mr. Huggins. Yes. Just, you know, no matter how much Bob wants to leave, he's staying because... It's the right thing to do. Right. To help Mr. Huggins. Yep. To shave him. Shaves his back. Tells him he looks sexy in his bathrobe. Tries to figure out, you know, how to hide his unfortunate tattoo. Adjusts the lighting. Yep. Um, And then he gives this amazing pep talk that Brittany just referenced. So good. That starts with, um, you know, you're you're a great guy. I like you a little less today, but... (laughs) And I think that's one of the things I love about Bob's speeches so much is you can tell he's sincere because he puts nuggets like that. In. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a true story. Yeah. Um, and it ends with the robe is sexy. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. It's really good. And, I would feel pepped. And then, you know, Teddy's like, dude, guy can't carry a mattress. But then he comes through with a life lesson. It's so true. So um, I do also love that... I kept expecting Angie's sweet exterior to kind of peel away and have her be, you know, evil and conniving. Right. And the fact that she's not evil, she's just unaware. Yeah, she's she's one of those kinds of, um, and I've known a few of these, the kinds of pretty people who are not, there's nothing malicious about them, but they've never known what it's like to have to struggle. It's true. It's just things come easy to them because they're cute. Yeah, I um I I had a, a friend once who was like that male. Um we were in a minor car accident. It was clearly his fault. He backed up um for a good reason, but didn't look behind him, backed right into a car that was right behind him. And we all kind of got out of the car to see, you know, the damage. He was getting his insurance card out of the glove compartment. So he was the last one to get out. And the woman that he hit got out of the car yelling. She was, you know, what the hell are you doing? You know what? And I am not shitting you. The minute he stepped out of the car, she, everything was fine. It was, oh, I understand. Oh, Shirley, you know, this has happened to every... I mean... His name was Shirley? (laughs) Sorry. Yep, it was my good friend, handsome Shirley. (laughs) I'm sorry I had to do it. I had to. Do I know this person? Um, Yes. But... Can you give me more of a clue? Because I want to be in on this. Oh, later Uh, for me. But the thing about it is... It was fascinating to see that flip and, and think, do you think the 
rest of us don't know what just happened. Right. Because it was so blatant. Yeah. But he was, and, and I used to think sometimes, what's it like to just walk around knowing that you're, you know, that that's what you look like. But he was, he in no way used it, you know, to manipulate people. He was like a a straightforward guy. Some people are hyper aware of how attractive they are and they use it to their advantage. Yep. Other people, they may be aware that they're good looking, but they just sort of think that that's how life works. It's not that they're pretty or like attractive. It's just, you know, oh, this is how things are. Not because they're attractive. They just don't know any different. Yeah, I think I think with this guy, that was part of it. But it was also just that he was a really upstanding guy. Sure. So for him, it was like, surely he had to know he was attractive. But he didn't... Uh, it, Abuse it. it. It wasn't an issue for him. Sure. He just lived his life. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sure in his mind this whole situation had nothing to do with what he looked like. He probably was like, no, she was just a nice lady. Oh no. She was, she was coming out with a butcher knife. (laughs) If it had been me driving. Yes. Uh, that's, that's all of my notes. I I really apologize for how many times my hat keeps hitting this microphone, by the way. Um, and I just wanted to mention the voice actors like I always do. Yes. George Wallace as Mr. Huggins. And uh, Lindsay Stoddard as Angie. Yeah, I think. Oh, I I I think good job us because we're at at an hour. Christ on on pop tart. No. Why? I don't know. I just think that's amazing that yeah. we managed to stay under an hour just then. I know. Um, Maybe take out the pop tart part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta get back in the swing of podcasting i'm i'm cool we're good i know you're cool but you know what i mean like like remembering the things to talk about oh yeah no it's just you know things have been weird it's cool because i just thought of four things that i meant to do in housekeeping that i'm not going to do now i'll do next time but that's what i'm talking about is write them down it's like like when when you're in the swing of it, mm-hmm. you remember to write those things down and you remember to say the things. It's amazing what can happen in two weeks. No, it's true. It's, it's yeah, like I've it's, never done this before. You, you got to exercise the muscle. Otherwise it goes away. <sighs> so true. So just write those down. We'll do those housekeeping next time. I actually have watched the next episode. Not the Same. one, not the one from tonight. Uh, we're recording on a Sunday and yeah. it's, we're kind of, we're more behind just in case you it's guys fine. didn't know that but um i re- helen the helen hunt i really loved the helen yes hunt. i did too i have much much to say about me the helen too hunt, and fact, that's what we'll be talking about the next time i've already noted the woman who does kathleen's voice because it was so mm-hmm. wonderful so i adored that episode me too very excited to, to talk about that so yeah good 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 All right good. cool um, so I guess that's it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> how as, do you do this again? Dude, <laughs> as long as there's no radon in my house, we will be on track from now on. Yes, it's true. So it's true. All right. We well, will, we'll talk to you guys. Um, well, we won't, we'll talk at you guys soon. Thanks for hanging in. Yes. The tangents aren't going to go away. Nope. So, but we appreciate sorry, you guys even mark? trying. Yeah. Um, and we, we promise we'll remember what we're doing next time. Yes. All right. The end. And goodbye. Bye.
This has been an episode of Pod's Burgers. Our theme song is No Smoking by the Blue Dot Sessions. <laughs>